You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And welcome to episode 30 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me today is Suze Gilbert. Hi, Elisa. Hi, Suze. Unfortunately, Vicky would have loved to have been here, but she is having problems with her internet connection, so she is battling with her cable provider to get that straightened out, and hopefully it will be straightened out before we're done recording and she can come join us. Um, but if not, Vicky, we'll see you next time, I hope. So this week, we wanted to talk about Summer fun. Different things, different apps, websites that you can use to help help you enjoy the summertime a little bit more. And Suze, you've got a couple of really cool ones here. I know. I, how do I do it? I just don't <laughs> understand how I do it. I don't know either. Can you share, can you share with our <laughs> listeners? Well, you know, I think um, being an American, I think everybody has a wish list or a bucket list about seeing the national parks and monuments of this fabulous country we live in. And um, I came across the Shimani National Parks app a while ago because when my um, son was younger and we were traveling or even when we went from uh, Maine to Tucson, he bought a National Parks uh, passport. And so maybe many of our listeners know that when you go into a National Park, they stamp it. so like a little passport so you can keep track. Well, this app really interested me because I like to keep track. I don't have a passport. But Shimani National Parks is a fabulous app. It works uh, fabulous on the iPad. And what it allows you to do is it's broken down into different icons on the left side of the screen. So you have all the historical parks, you have um, the plain parks, you know, parks around your region, monuments, uh, the battlefields of the Civil War and the Revolution, historical sites, parkways, preserves, seashores, lakeshores, rivers, scenic trails. I mean, and they do have a $1.99 in that purchase if you want want to purchase a newsletter from the National Parks if you want to keep up on things. But what I like about this particular app is that you, when you say you want to select something, uh, this is a great planner, I think, for a vacation. So if you were in a certain state, say Maryland or um, Texas or Arizona, they actually have a map. They have a lot of things in this app. So say, for instance, I'm just going to pick one here in the historical park. I'm going to pick Harper's Ferry. So when you click on Harper's Ferry, they give you an overview of the park. They give you the statistics, and they also give you a link to the website. And on the very bottom, uh, you can go to the map, and you can see where exactly on the map. And on the map, you can, of course, have the hybrid or the satellite. So you can see exactly where you can really zoom in on that. And also, they have a plus sign where they have uh, a passport. So basically, if you pick, if you select the um, the plus sign you can say add to your wish list and then you can select the year that you want to add it or if you went there and then you can add it to my shimani and the my shimani is a little icon at the top of the the very top of the app and that is your passport so you can keep track of all the places that you've been throughout the united states it's a very well done app i 
I really have enjoyed it, and I'm just amazed at how little I've seen of this country. I, I've been to so many states, but I haven't seen a lot of the rivers and, you know, the, the national parks. So I think it's a very terrific app. And I think it's, like I said, it's, it's a great one if you're planning a family vacation because you can get the information about the park. Um, we went, when we were in New Orleans last weekend, we went to the Jean Lafitte uh, National Park, which is basically in New Orleans, a ba- uh, self-guided tour. It was free, and it told a lot about the Mississippi and the Delta region and all the influx and the uh, melting pot of immigrants that came to New Orleans. You know, So I just think this is a great app. And it's like I said, it's free. It's um, it does have an in-app purchase if you want to get the newsletter. But fabulous little app, Shimani National Parks. I think that's a winner. Yes, it does have a lot of information, and you can share on Twitter, Facebook, yep. email. Yep. And then when you actually, what's really nice is if you're say, for instance, you open up Seashore, and if you've been to say Cape Cod or Point Reese in California, once you've um, basically put that into my Shimani that you've been there. Then when you're looking at the overall view, you have like a little passport stamp over those things. So, you know, you know, you've been there. So it's a nice way to keep track of everything. I like it. Hmm. Well, my first app for the day is called Weber Grills because we know how much of a cook I am. Yes. This is. Yes. But this is this. This is surprised me how much information is in this app for a free app. It's for the iPhone and the iPad. And when you open it on the down the left hand side, you have a choice of going home to the recipes to grill skill grill skills, prep school, products, find a dealer, grocery list, favorites, settings. So there's a lot of a lot of a lot of information here. Now naturally because it is a Weber grill app they have a lot of information on the different grills. So if you're interested in purchasing a new grill, whether it's a charcoal or a gas grill, they have different options here that you can look at. And then when you click on one, what it does is it gives you a picture of the grill, the features, the specs, the accessories, and just information on the different grills so that you can decide if that's something that's of interest to you. So, um, all, yeah, all different kinds of accessories here, grilling accessories. I mean, every time I click on something, I'm finding something new. So if I go back to home, the first thing you're greeted with is the recipe of the week. So if you click on the recipe of the week, in this case, it says uh, chorizo. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's a chorizo burger with grilled tomato and cheddar. Gives you the servings, the prep time, the grilling time. You can favorite it if you if it's something that you really like. You can give it a thumbs up, so it has likes, like on Facebook. You can uh, click on the basket at the top, which will add all the ingredients to a shopping list, which you can then email to yourself so you have it on your iPhone. You can take notes about the recipe. You can, let's see, this is, you can write a review for it and share it with other people. Then it has something with related techniques, and it has just has a whole list of techniques that are related to making that burger, about um, testing the heat with your hand if you're using charcoal, setting up a charcoal grill, setting up a gas grill, just a ton of information. Huge, beautiful picture of the finished product. And then finally, you click on the word recipe and another page pops open with the, the recipe, the actual ingredients of what you need, and then the recipe of putting it together. And 
you can go through and check out previous recipes of the week. And they're all, you know, the same idea. It has a section for grill skills with different lessons, basically um, using charcoal, using gas. That's one thing. Um, Let's see what else. They've got mastering steak, how to choose the right steak, knowing the cuts of steak, prepping for a steak. They have mastering ribs. Oops. Mastering cooking salmon. What about mastering vegetables for vegetarians? They have have (laughs) turkey and smoke. There is something here for vegetables. I just have to... Oh, recipes. They have recipes of the week, like I said earlier. But then they also have this little this little dial attached to it. And if you click on the corn, it's got vegetables. So all different kinds of recipes for vegetables. Then it's got recipes for starters, such as oysters or grilled nuts. Um, let's see. Just a, not, not too much for starters, I have to admit, but desserts. Grilled peaches with fresh cherry sauce. Grilled pineapple with raspberries. Paradise Grilled, which is pineapple. That sounds good. Yeah. Then it's got, let's see. Oops. I squirreled that too fast. Recipes for red meat. Recipe of the week. Recipes for vegetables, starters, desserts, eggs. Believe it or not, eggs that you can cook on the grill. Seafood. No, I don't think I cook eggs on the grill. Unless they're scrambled eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what they were showing. But (laughs) poultry, pork, red meat, and then back to recipe of the week. So they have a ton of recipes in here. Are you trying to give me a subliminal message? You've said red meat three times, yeah. and you know I'm not a corporal. I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of red meat either. So. <laughs> then, like uh, I said, they've got the prep school so that you can uh, learn about knowing the different cuts of meat and how to prepare them correctly. They have a search function. They have a favorite, so you can bookmark things. And, and the thing, other thing that's interesting is you can put your favorites into folders, so instead of just listing, you know, maybe you've got 50 different recipes, you can put folders up. These are my, you know, my, my poultry. These are my desserts. These are my meat. All in, you know, separate folders to make it easier for you to, to find things. Then it's got a place where you can find a dealer if you want to make a purchase. Uh, let's see. It's got Weber Nation, which has stories from people who like to use their, their grills. And again, different products. And then we're back to home. But every time I clicked on something, I kept finding more and more. And this is a free app. So for people who like to grill, this is a fabulous app. Yeah, that sounds like a great app. You know, lots of different recipes. So for people like you that don't like to eat meat, aren't necessarily vegetarian, but like, you know, there's all there's everything I said. There's poultry. I'm a vegetarian. I, I eat fish. Yeah. So you've got fish, poultry, pork the red meat, the vegetables. So there's something for everyone in here. I, I, this, is a really, this is a really good app. So it's Weber's Grills, and you can use it for your iPhone and your iPad. That's great. Well, my next app is called Travel Postcard. It is a free app. It does offer an in-app purchase if you want more photo effects to add to your photos and also to take away the ads. So if you get the free version, you're just going to have to suffer through the ads if you don't want to upgrade. But It's a very interesting photo app, and I'll tell you why. When you open up this app, you can, it has basically, it looks like uh, several different Polaroids. So if you're in New York City, you can just uh, select the New York City, or if you're my favorite city, Paris, um, Rome, Sydney, or Shanghai, or you can do my current location. 
So say, for instance, if you selected my current location, which for me would be in um, Dallas, then what it does, you, you take a photograph, or you can upload one from your photo stream, uh, your, your camera roll, excuse me, and that is the biggest photo in this like collage of photos, but then it garners all these photos, photographs from around where you are. So I have all these photos of Dallas and the Dallas skyline. Uh, the same thing if you are in Paris, it starts selecting, um, I'm assuming that they're creative uh, common license, so they're, they're um, you know, the, the copyright is okay to use. And it makes this collage of photos all around. So say for instance, if you had you know, you, you and your husband or you and your kids in Paris, then there's some gorgeous photos of, of Paris, of the architecture, the Eiffel Tower, some uh, beautiful vistas and of the homes. I have, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So eight photos, small little photos around it. Then afterwards, you can write your message on your postcard. And if you want to share it, you can just send it, or you can enhance and send. If you select enhance and send, you can basically crop it. You can add filters or stickers or frames and uh, change the font. And then you can either email it, uh, Twitter, Facebook. You can assign it to a contact. You can save it to your camera roll. Or you can mess instant message it for a free app. And if you're you know, going somewhere. Like, I wish I had known about this in New Orleans because that would have been really nice to send a, or upload a picture um, with all these different um, pictures of New Orleans. So I like it. So it's called Travel Postcard. It's a little different uh, from the other photo apps that are out there. And it kind of just, uh, basically, you can just keep writing wish you were here and have everybody jealous where you mm -hmm. are. So... For free app, um, I think it's worth it. So travel postcard. Well, I have another free app. It's called Go Skywatch Planetarium for iPad. I believe there is a paid version, but I can't. I don't know what the difference is between them. And this is another app that has. I would. I kept opening things, and I would find more things. I mean, for this is unbelievable. And what this what this is, is you can see the stars. It helps you, you know, identify the stars that are mm -hmm. in the sky. You've got, like right now, it's got my location, and it's showing, it, I don't understand what a lot of these terms are, but it has um, the latitude, the longitude, and some other symbols and numbers with degrees that I, I honestly don't know what it means. But it's saying that right now in the sky is a picture of Virgo, the maiden. If I click mm -hmm. up in the upper left corner there's a, a search bar and it will show me the solar system, all or just what's visible in the sky at this moment. And if you click on it, like I clicked on Mercury, it's giving me the distance it is from the earth, the diameter, the light years away, the gravity. It's just showing how it floats in the sky. It's giving me a, and it's giving me a bunch of information and it's pointing to it on the big picture of the earth on the iPad. It's just, it's really amazing. Underneath that, it's got all the different constellations and you can either choose to see all of them or just what's visible. And if you choose what's visible and you choose one, again, it tells you, like I'm looking at the constellation Cancer, it's telling you where it is in the sky, what it means, what its abbreviation is. It's got a link to Wikipedia, a link to Ian Ridpath's Star Tale so you can learn more about it. 
just a, a lot of information here. Underneath that is the deep sky, which not having any training in astronomy, I really don't know what that means. But it tells you the name, you can sort by name, you can sort by the distance, and you can sort by the magnitude of these different um, hmm. deep sky clusters. Because see, I've always used Skywalk. I've always used Skywalk, and I absolutely love that one. That's the one I probably use most mm-hmm. of the time. But this one sounds interesting. Yeah, this one's got same thing for stars. You can do it by, na- by the magnitude, the distance, and the name. So you can look up information on stars. And then underneath that is something, it looks like a birthday cake, but it says starlight. And I think this one looks like maybe when it was discovered, um, because it's got like Sirius, November 2004. So that possibly when it was discovered, I'm not, you know, 100% on that. But that's just one tiny little aspect. Then it's got places where you can Mm -hmm. share. It's got um, on the settings, it's got. If you don't want to do your current location, if like maybe I wanted to know right now since it's maybe it's dark in Australia right now, I could type in Australia and see what the sky looks like in Australia at this very moment. I can do that. They've got all the different preferences. At the bottom, this part is really cool. It's got what looks like a clock. And what you can do is you can say, what did the sky look like on a particular date and time? So maybe you want to know what the, what the stars, what the, what the heavens look like on your child's birth. The day your child was born. You know, you can type in that date and the time your child was born, and you can see what the heavens look like at that time. So that I thought that was I thought that was really cool. So this is this is a and this is free. Yeah, that's a pretty And this is another yeah, I thought this was another app where every time I clicked on something, something else popped up. So I think this is this is an interesting way and a fun way to learn a little bit about the stars and what's going on up in the heavens. So it's called Go Sky Watch Planetarium for iPad. And it only works on the iPad, not on the iPhone. All right. Well, anyone that knows me knows I love bugs. I really do. I should have been an entomologist because I really do. I think, I think insects are absolutely fascinating. And it started when I was young. I mean, I used to collect bugs in jars and, you know, fire, fireflies in jars. And I just always had this... Um, I don't know, this fascination with insects. And I don't kill spiders. I, I do kill some bugs like mosquitoes and ticks and cockroaches. But uh, I, but for the most part, I usually let every all the insects I find out. You know, it's not their, their fault. They're in my house, so I usually let them out. But I, I like really learning about um, spiders. I really have a fascination with spiders for some reason. And I came across the Audubon Insects and Spiders. It's a field guide, uh, one of the Audubon field guides, excuse me. And normally it's a $10 app, which personally I think that's a little pricey for this app. Right now it's on sale for $4.99. And I think $4.99 is a good price. I think $3.99 would probably be better. But it has about 500 different insects. You will not find butterflies in here because they have a separate app called Birds and Butterflies. So if you're interested in butterflies, that would probably be the best app for you to purchase. But this one has um, a lot of different insects. It has about 500 um, insects. What I like about the Audubon apps is that they allow you to look up sightings of them. You can share them. Uh, they do a great job with the with the descriptions because I use a lot of their um, bird field guides and I I like it because there's you know sometimes especially with different types of bees 
you know, in the South, we have Africanized bees, and they definitely look different uh, than your normal bumblebee. So you're also able to keep um, like a journal, a field journal of the different insects that you see uh, on this. So I, I like this app because I like learning about bugs. And of course, it gives you, you know, their, um, you know, their Latin name and what they're generally called and little uh, anecdotes about that particular insect. And um, you can make notes in your journal, too, you know, about when you saw it and uh, where they saw it. So rather than keeping like a written journal, you can keep it right on your iPhone. I, li I like it. I like it a lot. And I'm, s I'm sorry, but I won't be getting it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing, oh, the though... Bugs creep me out. Oh, see, they don't creep me out at all. Uh, I like bugs. The only thing I had a problem with, I think, in Arizona was a squ the scorpions. They did bother me because they're very... Uh, our, our tile in our house was kind of like a dark beige sand color and the scorpions are that color so sometimes it's very hard to see them and I know our neighbor had stepped on a couple of them much to her dismay because it took her a long time yeah she said it's like an electrical um, charge going right up your limb when they sting so but that was the first time I like had ever seen a black widow spider sitting on my chair that was interesting mm -hmm. we had brown recluse spiders but you know it's interesting they're all very interesting it's not that I want them to bite me, but I think they're they're interesting. So I like this because, you know, kids, I think, should learn about bugs. I think when you're a kid, I think you don't have that fear about bugs. And it's always, that's a good time to teach children about insects. I know, Lisa, I know. I know, I'm just sitting here grossing out on this <laughs> side. <laughs> Well, I, should I go right into the other one? Because that one Why kind of... Why don't you? <laughs> so, speaking of bugs, I came across this other great app. It's fabulous for kids. They have several of them out. It's called Meet the Insects. The one that I'm going to list in the show notes is the Forest Edition. But they have a, uh, a, a grass and water edition, so the bugs that you would find in grass and water. And they also have a village edition, so you know, bugs that you'd find in the neighborhood. The forest one is really, really nice. It, the graphics are absolutely gorgeous. Um, it is an iPad-only app. It, the forest edition is six ninety nine. so is the village edition, and the grass and water, I think, is three ninety nine. That's an intro price. But what I like about it, when I was a kid, I used to have cigar boxes or little boxes that my dad would give me that I'd put my insects in. And that kind of has the same thing here is that you look at, it has a little video that tells you about the insect and about it flying. And it, uh, it tells kids, you know, that if they come across this insect, they have to be careful or if it's poisonous. Uh, it's like a little collection box. So they give you the story they, you get quite a few insects to see and, uh, they give you a quiz. They actually quiz you on how well you've learned that, about that particular insect. I just think it's great. Oh my gosh, I would have I gone crazy over this if I was younger. So you get the story about the insect, you get some multimedia with the photos and the videos, and they ha you have a little journal that you can um, you know, write in it. If, you, if the child comes across that particular insect, they can take a photo and add it to their journal with their little notes. Great, great uh, app. Fabulous app. So meet the insects. Educational at the same time. Absolutely. I know. It's a, 
it's super, super it's nice. It's nice. It's nice finding apps for children. Yeah. That, especially in the summer that while they're having fun and they're learning, they don't realize they're learning. No, because... I'm going to I'm going to uh, date myself but I had weekly reader and it would yes, come every yes. week and I could not wait to get my weekly reader. I would That's just be right. yeah and I we would just love all the stories. Yeah, my parents always got me weekly reader for the uh the summer. And it's so funny that you have that one thing that, you know, uh engages your mind. So I think this is a great app if you want to teach your kids about um you know the different insects they see outside. It is. It was developed by a Korean company. So, but I think the ones that I looked at, you know, we do have in the United States. So, like the stag beetle and the firefly and the tiger beetle, we all have that. So, well, my next app isn't an app, but it's a website, and it's from realsimple.com, and it's got a longer link which I'll put in the show notes. But it's 50 Fun Summer Activities Checklist. And it's something that you can print out. And all it is is just a, a listing of different things that everyone should do over the summer. Like blow bubbles, see a movie at a drive-in, ride a roller coaster, go to the beach, play mini golf, um, pick berries at a farm, buy ice cream from the ice cream truck, make lemonade from scratch, um, nap in a hammock. Dangle your feet off of a dock, swim in a lake, go fishing, um, collect seashells, take a road trip at the last minute, read a trashy novel. Just, it, it's all categorized. And there's just different things that people used to do years ago, like Suzanne and I would do these things years ago, and people don't really do anymore because of all the technology that we have. Um, so it's nice to just get back outside and just, just roll up your pants legs and go wading in the lake. Feel the sun on your back. Just different things like that. I thought this was interesting. And um, something that I bet a lot of kids just don't do or never heard of. A drive-in. One of them is go to the drive-in. I'm sure a lot of kids say, what's a drive-in? Yeah. I know around, around me, I think there's only three drive-ins within about a half-hour drive. There used to be a ton of drive-ins when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't even know where our nearest drive-in here is in Dallas, actually. We had one in Maine. We had a wonderful drive-in in Maine, a few of them, actually. Yeah, I mean, we did take our kids a few times to the drive-in, but they don't, you know, they don't, a lot of people don't have that that um, experience of taking that little speaker and sticking it on the side of your window and then walking to the snack area to buy some popcorn and soda and and that's where the rest sleep, of sleeping were. bags in the back. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I know. Then, you know, opening up the going in your station wagon and opening the back so that everything is up. You know, parking backwards so that I know kids that's can, right. Or bringing your lawn chairs and sitting outside outside of your car and watching it that way. It's very I mean, true. These, these are experiences that a lot of kids nowadays will never never get. So I, I just thought this was. I thought it was an interesting. I think at least you should look it over. I mean, there, obviously there's certain things that people, some people can't do. If you don't live anywhere near a beach, you're not going to be able to put your feet in the ocean or, or collect seashells. But substitute something else. Maybe if you live near the mountains, go for, go for a hike in the mountains. I used to um, try to make it a learning experience with my kids. I used to make them have scavenger hunts. 
So when you were just saying about the the hike, is that I would give them certain things that they had to find, you know, an Ignatius rock, and so they'd have to look up to know what that is, and they, uh-huh. um, you know, they'd have to find a little thing of hemlock, they'd have to find some juniper berries, they'd have to find, you know, a bug. So it made the hike a lot more interesting for them because they were looking and they were learning at the same time and I think people could do that even if they're at the beach you know find a starfish or find a mussel shell or sea Uh glass sea glass is getting really difficult to find and you know because you know I don't know about other people's children but uh, my kids always had short attention spans so I had to keep them amused and they ended up you know they it was great because at the end, you know, we talk about what they found and, you know, they loved having that scavenger hunt. I, I still think they remember those. So, um, I, I like scavenger hunts anyway. I like them for adults. So I think it's, it's fun to look for things. Hmm. But my next one is, you know, not everybody can take a summer vacation, you know, either financially or time-wise, um, kids may be in camp or not, but, This is a fun game that you can basically vicariously go to California, and it's called Family Vacation California HD. It's an iPad-only app. Um, If you're familiar with Big Fish games, they do a lot of different types of games. They're going to have other states. I think they're going to have a Florida one coming out. This is free to try, and if you want to do a full unlock, it's $4.99. And basically, it's like a scavenger hunt. So... When you open up this game, you have a screen that you, it's one of the, you know, seeking type games where you have a list on the bottom and you have to find those things. But it's great if kids are at the, you know, at the airport or you're on a long car ride and they need to, um, you know, keep themselves amused. And you get to learn about California in the the process. So you have to get them to the airport. They have to unpack their bags. they have to, uh, you have to take pictures of family as they enjoy their vacation. So there's all different things that um, you have to do. So I would say for this particular game, I would say probably maybe six up to maybe nine or ten for this game, age-wise, I think. So um, it looks like a fun game. So Family Vacation California HD. So if you can't get to California, you can do it vicariously. Well, this last one I have is a bit of an advertisement, but at the same time as I was looking through it, it's actually, I think, very useful. It's called Coppertone My UV Alert, and it's, it's free, and it's only for the iPhone. But what it does is it keeps you aware of what the UV index is when you're outside, whether you're at the pool or the beach or just sitting outside or playing in your backyard. When you open it, it asks for your current location. And right now, it's showing that my UV level is at six. And then underneath it, it gives you recommended sun protection gear. And it's showing, uh, uh, obviously, sunscreen, Mm -hmm. sunglasses, a hat, a shirt, and sitting under a shade of the tree or an umbrella. Then it's giving you, um, you have a choice of outdoor activities. And if you click on that, if you say, well, I'm looking for, say, a baseball and soccer field, it opens up Google Maps and it shows you in your location where there's a soccer or baseball field or an amusement park or a beach or whatever it is that you're looking for. It also has today's weather. Right now it's saying 79 degrees and partly cloudy. 
And if I click on it, it will bring me to weather.com to look at the extended forecast. Um, underneath that at the bottom, it says sun care profile. So if I click that, I can add a person. So I added myself. And then when you, um, when you add a person, it'll say it wants to know if you're male or female and your age. Are you a baby, a child, a teen, or an adult? And then when are, what are you doing right now? Are you at the pool? Are you playing sports? Is this just for everyday use? So let's say I'm at the pool. And then what it does is it gives me a recommendation of different copper tone sunscreen products that would be best for that particular activity that I am using right now. And it also has a click. If I click next to it, I can get a coupon to, uh, to go out and purchase that, that item. I can also put my sun type skin profile. So I can put in um, my, my hair color, my eye color, my skin tone. So it will determine what kind of what type of skin I have. Am I if you know if I was a redhead with blue eyes, I'm more prone to burn than if I'm dark hair, dark eyes. So it'll give you information like that. And then you can also set reminders to uh, make sure that you reapply your sunscreen. So when I open that, it says, "Will you be swimming or sweating?" So if I put yes, I'll be swimming. I can say, I want this to be reapplied every 50 minutes. And when I hit start at 50 minutes, it's going to make an, set up an alarm to let me know it's now time to reapply my sunscreen. And then finally, it has a tips and savings uh, link where I can link for coupons and then just get information on sun, on sun care. So I thought for a free for a free app, this is really quite useful because as you know, Suze, the the cases of skin cancer mm-hmm. because people are not using sunscreen keep increasing. So this is a good way. This is also good for the kids to make sure that the kids are are taken care of. Yeah, and you know the thing is with sun damage is cumulative. Um, it's not the burn that you're getting last week. It's the burn that you had you know ten years ago. You know the sun damage as you get older, you start to see your skin starts to uh, really show. I used to be a sun goddess years and years ago, and I have to—I never go in the sun. I try—I always wear sunscreen because I've already had some uh, troublesome areas removed. And my dermatologist said, you know, one area that people tend to neglect and they tend to see melanomas is the back of your legs because people tend not to pay too much attention because they can't see it. And they tend not to put a lot of sunscreen on. So whenever I'm biking here, I make sure I slather the sunscreen on. I think it's really important, and especially for young children, too. You know, those burns can be really brutal. Right. So I, I, like, I like how this has an alarm because it's very easy to forget. Yeah that it's time to reapply. So I like how it has an alarm that will tell you, okay, time for round two. Especially especially if you're at the beach and a lot of things are going on, you're not paying attention because, you know, that sun is just so brutal, you know, at mm-hmm. the beach. And also, you know, the west this week is getting sweltering temperatures. I know too... Oh, John, Nemo, this is a call-out. I'm so glad I'm not in Tucson right now. Tucson is in the triple digits all week long. And I think yesterday it was, what, like close to 114? Oh. And, oh, it's, it, the sun is just so brutal. And, you know, you have to be sure that, uh, you know, you wear your sunscreen out there. You know, I, I used to reapply it a lot when I lived there because, you know, you're just not sure. Even with sweating, it's very hard to tell in a dry environment because it evaporates off you immediately. 
Mm -hmm. So you need to apply it a little more often. So, but no tan is a good tan. I that's the that's my motto. I don't get tanned anymore. So my my next app, which I'm sure listeners know, I'm a francophile, and I I love watching the Tour de France. I absolutely adore it, and I mean it's really exciting. I think the you know of course the race, but more important to me is um, the scenery. You know, I love the places that they go in France. It really gives you a great idea how gorgeous that country is and the history. But they have an app, so if you can't go to France, again, I'm doing armchair apps, I guess, but they have a game out that really looks fun. I just downloaded it. It's called Tour de France, the official game. It's 2013. And what's nice, it kind of works in conjunction with this year's tour, which started today. And I understand they had a a mishap at the finish line with a bus. I don't think anybody was hurt. But the game actually allows you to race, you know, to do the actual leg that they're doing. And there's a lot of challenges. You basically have your race, your team, and you're with the peloton, and you can decide to attack. You can sprint. Um, you, if you need water, you know, you have a, uh, a, a little uh, uh, icon for water. And then it also gives you, you know, the degree of the hills, the degree of the actual course and, you know, how you're, how you're racing it. And then, of course, at the, at the end, you know, like the real tour, you get, you know, flowers and you get your jersey. I, I want the polka dot jersey. I really like the king of the mountain. That's my favorite. So. <laughs> but I just think this is a really cool app because anything that says tour and anything that says France will always catch my attention. So I'm never going to be, you know, an Andy Schleck, but uh, it's okay. I'll, I'll still, or Mark Cavendish, but that's okay. I'll try. So I like this app, and I think this would be a good app for, you know, kids that, again, need to, that like biking and will never be in, you know, a tour. So it's a vicarious thing again. So I like this. I like this app a lot. I just started playing it. I haven't gotten too far yet. And it does show you some French countryside, albeit not probably all that realistic, but hey, you can pretend you're in France. And you'll be smiling the whole time you play. Yeah, and then, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Sounds good. Well, we would love to hear from you what your favorite summertime apps are. And you can get in touch with us at uh, 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. All of our information is there. Our Facebook, our Twitter, and our email. So we would love to hear your, uh, your thoughts. What apps do you like? What, what ideas do you have for future episodes? Whatever, we'd love to hear from you. So on that, I want to say thank you very much for listening. And we will see you in a couple of weeks. And until then, take care. Bye. MyMag.com podcast. And how could they contact you, Gaz? (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't speak parrot, that's (laughs) Gaz at MyMag.com. G-A-Z 
at MyMac.com. And you can also reach him on the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash Gazmez, G-A-Z, M-A-Z. And we have a combined Twitter account, which is twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz, G-U-I-A-N-D-G-A-Z. <laughs> and if if you wanted to let Fearless Leader know that you don't speak Parrot, you can let him know that by sending an email to feedback at mymac.com, no Zed. You're listening to the G-Men.